The nightmare of some and the dream of many. Well, maybe not many. It's a Maya Free Monday. That means just a pair of Chris's and some wild thoughts. They kick off right now. Cock-a-doodle-doo, Bob. Oh, yeah. Direct from Rivals and Yahoo Sports. This, this is the Trojansports.com podcast. For a USA with Trojan Sports Publisher, Chris P. Swanson. Moving on. You love 33? You better cut that out, man. I swear. That better, I better not hear that on the podcast. You mean right? about the him doing that? Yeah, we broke down. The, the, okay. Beat reporter, Adam J. Maya. Here we go. Yeah. Message board. We start March. Yeah. And yes. And yes. Your host, our very own Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Reading whatever is on the prompter. Defense is Sua Adori Chalk by the end of the year, not by the way. Chalk. <laughs> I don't know. I said, I'll just read whatever it says, baby. I know. Chris Morales. It's a touchdown. It's the weekly radio show you need for everything USC. Is that your first joke? Follow Trojansports.com on Twitter at USC underscore rivals. The Trojansports.com podcast kicks off now. Here is your host from the Yahoo Sports headquarters in Playa Vista, Chris Morales. As the man says, welcome to the Trojansports.com podcast, Monday, July 25th, 2016. I am Chris Morales, live from the Lake Havasu outpost. Not in Lake Havasu, probably not as hot as I am, but maybe, you know, a little hazy because of the fires. The one and only Chris P. Swanson, publisher of Trojansports.com. My friend, how are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm I thought you vanished there for a second. Galito! What? I thought you heard Maya Free Monday and you vanished. Oh, I w- no, I'm excited for a Maya Free Monday. I'm, <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm just nervous because I don't know if this show and all this hard work that we're doing today will pay off. I don't know if we're going to have to do another Thursday edition and then cycle back to trying to get to Monday. You know, Adam might cancel the show. I'm nervous. That's all. Are you referring to the last time there was a Maya free zone? The show went down and it went down hard. It went down hard. (laughs) I didn't think it was one of our best shows, but I thought it was passable. It was passable. Um, There were some things. There were some rough spots and Maya doesn't like the rough spots, Adam J. Maya. So I want to smooth this one out. I'm going to enunciate. I'm going to stay on topic. Get to the point. We're going to bang out a good one today. Let's bang it out. Where is uh, Adam J. Maya, beat reporter for Trojan Sports? Where is he? He's uh, he's on vacation with the wife and the, and the child. So what is, I, I know we don't want to give an exact location because he'll get, that'll definitely get his flag and pulled down. Um, but but it, what does a vacation like that look like? Is it like something out of National Lampoon? Is he Chevy Chase? I I just think he was going like to Utah or something, you know, to <laughs> to fit in with his people. You know, is that nice continuing our polygamy bit? No, no, oh no, no, no. Oh, okay. this is not the time for the polygamy bit. I was thinking, you know, let's no drinking, let's be around some people that are nice and sober, you know. So, no, you know, no liquor sales after 10 p.m. or whatever in Utah. I just thought, you know, a nice Adam Maya family fun trip. family gathering before the you season know? kicks off. Exactly. Before September 3rd, when, as you have predicted many times on this show, the USC Trojans will take down the Alabama Crimson Tide. Have I predicted that one time? Not really, but somewhat. It's our good bit. Okay. Because I've said that they're going to be beat like 42 to 7 by halftime, like a rented mule. And uh, 
I don't get a lot of flack because people don't really care what I say, which is actually helpful for the good of the show. But you, my friend, get a lot of flack, and we're going to get to that in a moment. The hate mail segment. We're starting the show off with hate mail. Plus, we've got recruiting news. We've got some news from the beat and your questions, a lot of questions, from the message board at Trojansports.com. If you don't subscribe and you just listen to this show for the heck of you, I really don't get you, but that's okay. We appreciate it, but you should subscribe to Trojansports.com, especially with the season coming up, all the information you crave, all the recruiting news from Chris P. Swanson, the one and only guru, Scott Schrader, Adam J. Maya on the beat, so much more, Trojansports.com. And, of course, you can always find this podcast we do weekly. Chris likes us to do it as close to Monday as possible, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, always available on iTunes. Just searches out Trojansports.com. Subscribe there on iTunes or Google Play or Podcast Arena Audio Boom. All right. We cue the Hey Mail song and we start with Hey Mail. Our boy CWIN69 always gives his Hey Mail the one and only. He's not fond of me. And he always wants to host this show or come into the show. We should actually, we should dial him up. But we love you, CWIN. Please keep hating and loving us. But this actually doesn't include him uh, because he's been good the last few weeks, I think. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But a couple of weeks back, Adam Maya and Swanee bagged on the idea of Adori going for the Olympics. Jim J. Martinez did not approve. And he said, by the way, Jim J. Martinez, not a subscriber, correct? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I know that he, he's posting on the, the free podcast message board. That's where he's posting his complaints. That's where most of our complaints come from. That's okay. My my favorite segment, so keep them coming. Jim J. Martinez says, You all seem to know more than the coaches. Is that your responsibility? I, I'm guessing he's met your. The coaches get paid for their decisions. Adori has a dream, and he probably knows track and field history. There was a broad jumper who had good jumps and went to the Olympics. He proceeded to set a world record jumping over two feet above the world record. Go look it up. Oh, wow. Did you um, look it up? It, no, I didn't. Um, I, I just <laughs> like to say, you know, Jim, we probably don't know what we're talking about most of the time. But I'm going to stand by my original comments, and I'm sure Adam does as well. Um, you know, I just I just want Dory Jackson focused on football, personally, and unfortunately with commentary sometimes it. I need to seem like I'm confident that I'm I know more than the coaches to put on a good show. Uh, and I just think it would be better for Jackson to be focused on football. So I got to give my opinion. Uh, but I'm glad you uh, you voiced yours. So thank you so much, Jim J. Martinez. Yes, thank you, Jim. And uh, keep complaining about our show. Please yes. do. I love it is about I love it, it. Yeah, it's about it's about opinion. That's what we that's what we get paid for. Opinion and to have some fun. Speaking of fun, we have more hate mail right here. Don't go away. SC Glory. And I know SC Glory. He's posted before in the question. So he said after last week's show, which we all thought, we all agreed. We texted each other like high school kids afterwards. Uh, <laughs> we thought it went great. Speaking of high school kids, here's SC Glory's comment. Thought I'd try again. Listen for five minutes. No content. Junior high kids after too many candy bars. There's nothing wrong with that. When you're ready to put some contact, or content, I believe is what S.E. Gory meant, meant uh, when, he, when you're ready to put some content in, let us know. Okay. Chris Swanson, your rebuttal. Yeah. Um, so I think our shows usually run almost two hours, an hour and 45 minutes, something like that. So, you know, sometimes more. Um, so I think we do have content. Um, I would suggest listening for more than five minutes uh, when something's that long. Uh, you know, I think we're already five minutes in and we haven't even gone to anything yet. We're just talking about, you know, what, what people don't like about us. So 
give us a chance or skip around and look for the content. I know that uh, that there's a lot of content there. I'm telling you, you know, in a long show like that, there is a lot of content. I'm going to tell a story too, since Adam's not here, and I can kind of just do what I want. Yes, please cue the Chris Swanson story time music. All right, when I was a child, I believe I was like 11 or 12 or something, there was a uh, movie that came out with Tom Cruise. It was directed by Steven Spielberg. It was called Minority Report. Um, And it was critically acclaimed as one of the best movies of the year. Two thumbs up, four stars. Everybody loved it. So I went with my father and my sister to go see Minority Report. We watched, you know, the first 45 minutes. I, I thought it was okay. I wasn't really digging it too much. Um, my dad turns around, he's like, let's get out of here. We leave, and he, he's talking about how he didn't like it. And he's, he's, you know, crapping on the movie. He doesn't like it. We go home. About, I, I don't know, eight years later, I watch Minority Report all the way through, and it's an amazing movie. And it's great. And it honestly, it gets really good about the point, you know, like 10 minutes right after we left the theater so my point is give it a chance that's always my point you'll find something that you like i actually really like that movie and i wish that i had had those years back you know where maybe i would watch it a couple times more so you're comparing us to minority report i think is that because you have uh, chris morales here a minority Galito. no um I, it's a long entertaining show that you know just you like need our some show. time yes yeah you need some time it'll to grow on you kids don't worry exactly just give us a chance please well many I, people I do give us a chance each you. week we give have a lot a of chance. fans out there and and look here's the key with sp- sports radio in general and i've been in sports radio many years i've worked for uh, a couple of networks do a lot of uh consulting and stuff we're not pretending that we are great sports radio hosts per se but we we do have, come on here every week we give you a couple hours of fun. We have some fun with what we're doing. There are a lot of podcasts out there, uh, a lot of competitors, but a lot of a lot of shows that are just going to give it to you boring and dry and, and not really have any fun. We feel uh, people like Nick from Cypress and David Wall and all these people that ask questions from the message board, they gather around the campfire each week. We, we throw around USC information, recruiting news, but we also talk about it and we have some fun. We're real human beings, just like your friends out there, just like the people you maybe go to the bar with and kick around a few or people you, you play golf with and chat we're real human beings that's the key here we're not pretending to be experts although sometimes we are we're not pretending to not have a life and just study usc game tape and recruiting news all day long that's not us so if that's what you want there's plenty of podcasts out there but a lot of the people who send hate mail and we appreciate it keep it coming we like it but remember we're we're real human beings and we have real lives and we talk about that somewhat because this is our platform and we give everybody a platform. Unlike a lot of shows, we give a lot of people platforms each week by reading your questions and answering them. So there you go. And remember, if you do have hate mail, and we like it, post the hate mail on our podcast thread or on the premium board or tweet it to me at CMM Spectrum on Twitter. And remember that we love haters so much you get your own segment. We might want to rename it the hate mail segment presented by Simo Jer, a guy who has hated us but actually loves us. See? Simo Jer. Which stands for Simi Valley Jerry, by the way. Um, it's time to get to the show. Are you ready now that the hate mail segment is done? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I'm, much, I'm much more of an expert than you give me credit for, by the way. But uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for the show. <laughs> All right, available now. Speaking of, by the way, go to TrojanSports.com, Chris Swanson site. There's an exclusive interview there with USC freshman D-lineman Liam Jimmins on the website. Why not? Go check it out. We're the only ones that Jimmins spoke to, so we must be that awesome. That's why you need to subscribe. Trojansports.com. That's why he talked to Chris Swanson and nobody else. 
Now, there you go. There's your shameless promotion for this uh, for this episode of TrojanSports.com podcast. Are you ready to get on the beat? Get some news. Let's cue it. I don't know if we have something for this, but we'll come up with something. Let's go to the news from the beat. Chris Swanson on top of it. Adam J. Maya not here. We're starting with news on the beat for today's show. Let's jump right into some crappy news. Isaiah Langley has been suspended for opener against Alabama after arrest on UCLA's campus. Now, before we get into what he told Trojansports.com exclusively, we got to blame Nick from Cyprus, Trojanfan68. Because remember, he took the joke last week that how many players would be suspended for Alabama by the opener? And then, boom, it actually ended up a USC player suspended, right? Yeah. I, Nick, come on, man. Come on. Knock on some wood. Just keep, just let it go. You know, because SEC teams, they're probably going to get guys in trouble anyway. You know what I mean? You just, you just let just let the com- keep the comments down and let it go. And maybe USC has some common advantage by the opener, but you jinxed it, dude. You jinxed it. The whole USC's whole team's gonna get arrested now before the opener because Nick from Cyprus <laughs> had to say something. I'm serious. It's, it's the first step. The Nick from Cyprus jinx. Go ahead, Chris. Oh yes, it's the first of uh, many. I'm sure many Nick from Cyprus jinx coming. Uh, you know, okay, I'll get serious. I guess because this is a serious thing. This sucks for Isaiah Langley. I feel bad for him. I think he's a good kid. Do I really know? No, I guess not, because I thought Bryce Dix is a good kid, too, and look how that turned out. So I might not be right, but I think Isaiah Langley is a good kid. Seems like a good kid to me. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that have been in trouble with the law that are good people that, you know, figured it all out and it was fine. I've gone in trouble with police before. It happens. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy. He made a mistake. He's young. A lot of people go through that. Um, I... I He's the guy that I would think would be able to get to get it right and be okay. He's only going to miss one game next year because of this. He's not a starter for USC, obviously. I think he's he's going to compete for some kind of rotational role, and maybe if somebody gets injured, he's going to play. But, yeah, so I think for USC, maybe not a big deal. Uh, we'll go through fall camp and see what happens and see if maybe it becomes more of a big deal, but I don't think it's a big deal. It's just one game. And uh, we'll go from there. And I think Isaiah Langley, good kid. We'll see what happens. All right, some totally irrelevant news, and I'm amazed that you put in our rundown. Adam Maya, I don't think, would have put in the rundown, but Adore Jackson is considering a number change, and we have exclusive comments from him on the site. Chris, tell us exactly what, not exactly what Adore said, because we want you to subscribe and go to the site, or if you're already a subscriber, read it on the site. But what is this all about? Why change a number now? Yeah, um, and that's why I didn't tell you guys what Isaiah Langley said either. Um, you know, I... It's kind of an interesting thing. I think that's why, you know, I, we labeled it as irrelevant. I think this is why, um, you know, you might be asking why even do this. Um, it's kind of a who cares. We'll see what happens. Uh, my thing is, is that, you know, I try, to, I try to get to people and talk to them when there's rumors out there. Because I think all this started when a couple guys on Twitter, including Adore, I think it was Lendale White, Sue Cravens, a couple other guys of Gore 21, started talking about, you know, how he could possibly wear 21. So I talked to George Jackson about it. You know, we we're the only ones that actually caught up with him about it. Um, he said he's not certain yet. I'm actually going to tell you what he said. Uh, he's not certain if he's changed his number yet. But what's behind it is that that's the number he wore in high school. I think everybody remembers that. Uh, he was always number 21 at Sarah. It was like his number. He has the opportunity to take it now. So I think he's considering it. We'll see what happens. He told me he's undecided on the number change. Um, so 
we'll see where it goes. I, I kind of get the, you know, when it's available and it's your high school number, you're attached to it and maybe you go back to it. We've seen kids do it before. But, uh, you know, he's already kind of done a lot with number two and it's sort of becoming, you know, a number that's well known at USC. There's been a lot of guys that have worn number two in recent years. They've done a lot. So, you know, it's, it's a good number to have as well. We'll see what happens. I wonder, is he going to go number 32 or is that retired? Uh, yeah, no, he'll take that one. No problem. Uh, just cue the uh, irrelevant O.J. Simpson joke right there. Right, everyone, I uh, wasn't that every wasn't that so much fun getting on the Chris Swanson beat without Adam Maya on Maya Free Monday? Remember to check out all our notes and video from summer play run practices. There's so much going on on our site, trojansports.com. And if I was Chris Swanson right now, not Chris Morales, I'd say, please pay for it because Chris Swanson's got to order more food from Jack in the Box. All right, time to get on the oh, recruiting yeah. news. <laughs> There's so much more on the site. Trojansports.com, but let's get into it. Chris, Los Angeles Cathedral High School, linebacker, defensive end, Hunter Eccles has decommitted from UCLA. What does this mean for USC? Yeah, Hunter Eccles, um, you know, he committed to UCLA before he got the USC offer. I think that the writing was kind of on the wall uh, for a while that USC was really up there, even though they were UCLA's rival and he was committed to UCLA. Uh, Mike Singer caught up with him. He has a story uh, up on him on the uh, on the site right now. Eccles is saying, you know, Notre Dame, USC, those are really the two. I'm going to say it right now. Um, I'm just going to say it. It might change. Everything's fluid. Who knows? But I'm just going to say it. I think, I think Hunter Eccles is coming to USC. I think he's going to commit to USC. I think he's going to sign with USC. Um, I'm going to tell a little story here. Last time I talked to him, he was still committed to UCLA, and uh, he gave me some very very USC positive quotes about how, you know, if you went to USC, he would help them restore their glory days, go back to the days when Reggie Bush and they're going to the national championship game every year. And he just went on and on about USC's history and how if he went there, he was going to be a part of it and he was going to, you know, help them become great again. And he was UCLA commit. And I remember as he was saying it, I was thinking to myself oh my gosh you know this is gonna be a great story this is gonna cause a lot of noise um this is a big deal i posted the story he actually subtweeted about it uh, on twitter about you know how interviews are bs or something like that and when that happened i realized this kid is leaning towards usc and he doesn't want anybody to know because if a kid is not leaning towards USC and that, and that quote runs, it's fine. He's saying nice things about a good school. Every kid does that. If he was leaning towards Notre Dame and those quotes ran, he would think, who cares? He'll find out soon. If he was really going to stay committed to UCLA, he'd think, who cares? That guy's going to look like an idiot. You know, I'm going to stay committed to UCLA. Those kinds of things tell me that there's something happening that a kid doesn't want to know. In my opinion, I think he's USC's to lose i i think he's going to be a trojan uh come signing day unless something changes there you go from the mouth of crispy swanson almost a guarantee not quite but pretty close big news well there's more big news from recruiting this week jacob leakenstein visited usc this weekend tell us about it chris yeah um it this this is big news too um you know position need defensive end guy from the south uh, you know, maybe not the name five-star guy, but a guy with some big-time offers. He's a good-looking kid. I think USC's in a great spot for him. Um, I'm going to pick USC to sign him right now, too. I'm just doing it on the podcast. You know, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Why not? Uh, I think that visit blew him away. 
Uh, he tweeted about it. He loves it. He talked to Mike Singer about it. Mike Singer, our boy, Mister Three Hundred Five. Yes, indeed. He's killing it with the, killing it with these recruiting updates. Uh, recently, um, USC is in a spot here to to get this kid, and I think that there's a really good chance that USC is going to do it. And I think this would be a big deal for them. USC needs defensive linemen. This is the class. This is another 2015 type class where they can load up and really stack up their depth there, kind of change. You know, um, what's been going on there recently in the last couple of years, uh, you know, they haven't had as much depth and as much talent as, you know, USC fans are accustomed to watching, I think, uh, at those positions. I think he'd be a big-time addition for them. I think they're going to they're gonna do it. I think they, unless things change, they're going to get this kid. Jacob Liechtenstein. Speaking of Mike Singer and Jacob Liechtenstein, the name Liechtenstein, that sort of goes hand-in-hand with the other Mike Singer, the German pop star. Are you going to play a little... Mike Singer pop right we now? We might. We might. Cue it up. Let's go to our German pop line. Why not? Because why not? Who doesn't like German pop on a Monday afternoon, right? I love German pop on Monday afternoon. There's another story about Mike Singer that I keep wanting to tell, but Adam told me to wait until he's on the show. So I got to get him on the show eventually. Is it about donkeys and midgets? or? Uh... I said Mike Singer story, not Chris Swanson story. Uh, there you go. All right, back to everyone's favorite subject, more recruiting. How about 2017 quarterback recruiting? Really everybody's favorite subject. Chris, you spoke with Jack Sears this weekend. What did he have to say? Yeah, you know, um, well, first, I just want to point out that last bit went over so well it seemed scripted, and it wasn't. That was great. That was great. You never know when the scripts are out and when they're not, especially on a Maya Free Monday, because sometimes with Adam, we're out going off the Maya script, and just to be honest with everybody, when Maya writes the rundowns, it's almost like Chris and I's mission to just shoot as many bullets through it as we can, which as you can hear, even though Maya does enjoy the bits and he gets in on it, he gets very nervous. So Chris and I are like the, the bad kids in the class that are just trying to mess with the other kid to make him uncomfortable. But then when it's a Maya free zone, you've got Chris planning out a lot of the show and we almost, we don't plan out the bits. So they really come even more natural. You know what I mean? Well, I'll, and you know what? They're less offensive when Adam's not around because I feel like <laughs> exactly. we're not trying to like right. blow it up. You know what I mean? Like, right. like we're not trying to just, just like be like, okay, we need to go off the rails here to make this fun. Um, obviously, we love Adam Maya, uh, but there have been a few bits that went way over the top, and they didn't even make the show because Adam's like, no, 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 cut that. Like, we can't, you know, we can't run that bit. You guys were like swearing calling rivals, employees, inappropriate names, we'll get fired, you know, all sorts of things. So I want one day, maybe we can do like a premium something or other, a premium right. kind of like a like a uh, outtake, you know how they do it at the end of the movies and stuff, they kind of do like a late night edition. Well, like, that's why we have the, the outtakes jokes. at the end of our show. Some of them are outtakes, yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. are just the best moments, and then there's a lot of the best true. drops, if you will, what we call drops or sound effects sound drops movie clips that we use uh, on the show but hopefully on that premium one we'll actually be yeah, able to leave true. in the actually, we'll be able to leave in the yeah, bit where where we measure it you know what i mean remember where that bit where we measured it live on the air yeah yeah i do remember i remember you came up short wow. meanwhile jack sears didn't come up short tell us about it <laughs> yeah i talked to jack sears uh this past weekend um I, I guess I'll just let you leave that joke there. <laughs> I guess. Uh, why not? Uh, you know what? And he told me uh, he's he's been dragging this thing out a little bit. Uh, and, and not in a bad way. I don't mean dragging it out in a bad way. 
right? He's taking his time. He's trying to make the right decision. He's doing the smart thing. He's doing what's right. You know, I didn't know what college I wanted to go to until very late, you know, very late in, in my process, if you will. So I get it. Um, but he told me that he might, you know, can continue to, to evaluate his options until August. He says that it's still the same top four, Duke, Utah, USC, UCLA. See, we'll wait and see if USC is going to keep waiting and waiting to see what he does too. Um, I think they will, obviously, but... Gosh, I can't wait to keep talking about this every week until, you know, through fall camp, just another 2017 quarterback update. Is USC going to get steers? Are they going to go after Garbers? Who are they going after? Let's see what happens. Uh, everybody's favorite subject. That's the latest with Jack Sears, the guy that USC's actually offered and waiting on. Yeah, so he's going to drag it out till, till August now. Um, so get ready, guys. Uh, you know, we'll wait and see if he's going to do it. Uh, in August, even because who knows? He said July earlier. So, uh, but it's looking like August now, and still the same four schools. So we'll see what happens. There we go. The news from Jack Sears. Wouldn't it be great if we got Jack Sears? I mean, wouldn't that just really make things just warm and fuzzy inside? I think so. You mean, you mean like if if Rivals hired Jack Sears, or if like USC signed USC? Jack I Sears? mean, maybe he would work for Rivals oh, ten okay. years from now. Although you hope that he has better ambitions than us. But Jack Sears, a USC quarterback, would be nice. If, if he's working at Rivals in 10 years, something went really wrong for that poor kid, <laughs> I got to say. Because, like, they found me, like, I was in a box on the street, basically. Like, I was in bad shape when Rivals kind of took me in, you know? So, yeah, I hope I hope better for Jack Sears. He's a nice guy than, uh, you know, this, I guess. When our former boss, the great um, yeah. Eric Winter, came up to you and said, do you want to work for Rivals, did you at least get a candy bar out of the whole thing? <laughs> Remember that time that dude was saying that stuff to you at the bus station? Shut up, man. <laughs> he said, I like what I see. Now, why don't you go into one of those stalls and I'll meet you there? Shut up, man. <laughs> at least I got a candy bar out of the deal. <laughs> I, I, I stole food from the Yahoo office that day because I was hungry. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There you go. I'll tell you another story, too. No, another story. This one's even even better story than me. Because I was actually, at that time, I was working, you know, I was covering USC. So I was was actually okay. I'm exaggerating. It was before, early in my career, I was at that point. I will tell you. I was living with my mom, and she was very upset with me at one point during my uh, USC coverage career. My favorite story is Edward Lewis, our UCLA publisher. He's going to be so mad at me for, for telling thousands of people of this. But before Rivals hired him um, to be their publisher at UCLA, he was right out of college. He applied to be a cashier at Big Five, and they said no, and they rejected him. But that could have just been because of how he is, how Edward is sometimes, you know? That's true. Edward Edward kind of – he's a nice guy, but he's Edward. Yes, He's, he catches a lot of flack from the Rivals crew, too. I will say that, like, out on these little events. Uh, you're probably not around, like, some of these recruiting guys enough, but everybody's always making jokes. You know, oh, go eat a boiled chicken breast, Edward, or something, because he's kind of like a healthy guy. Yes. And, you know, they make a lot of jokes, masculinity and stuff, too. I love Edward, though. He's a good friend. We all love so. Edward from uh, uh, BruinSportsReport.com. I will tell you, and it's funny you mentioned Edward. Last week, Lisa and I were leaving lunch at Don Antonio's on Pico in, uh, in uh, I guess that's Los Angeles, Santa Monica. Great Mexican food, by the way, if anybody has not been to Don Antonio's. I know we've mentioned that in our food review segments. And we're crossing the street to our car. And out of the corner of my eye, there is a blonde boy 
in a early 2000 Mustang convertible, popping his head up as he's making the turn, going, Morales, Morales. It was the one and only Edward Lewis. My boy, dude. Yeah, I love Edward. And, uh, you know, I just, and really, if he's listening to this, if he hears about this, he listens to the show, because I'm sure he will hear about this. I just had to give Edward a little punch on the chin, too, because I feel like we've been giving too many punches to his main competitor, Gulo. So, uh, Edward, punch on the chin for you. Respect to you. We love you, Blair. Good luck with your UCLA site. There you go. Just call him Blair. You did call him Blair, but we're going to leave that in. We're going to leave that in. I I love Edward, too. (laughs) Edward, good luck with your UCLA site. That's bad. There you go. BruinSportsReport.com is the U.S. UCLA (laughs) rival site. As we mentioned before, there's much more on the board at TrojanSports.com. Be sure to check us out. Take a quick break, and then we're going to get to your questions. Now, the music going to break today is picked by Chris Swanson. I'm a little surprised by you, how you picked Wilson Pickus, and we queue it up now, Land of a Thousand Dances. Not a lot of people know this song from your generation. I know it because of my history with my father and oldies radio here in Los Angeles, but I'm impressed by you picking Wilson Pickett. Well, well a couple things is, is, you know, I got a little enthusiastic a couple of weeks ago with the rap, and, uh, you know, I feel like this kind of was like the start of rap in a way. So I like this music too. I like Wilson Pickett. You know, James Brown, Al Green. I, I like these guys because I feel like they sort of, you know, started the revolution of music I listen to today. And it's cleaner, it's nicer, it's more family friendly. But uh, yeah, you gotta love Wilson Pickett. Also, he his music was featured in a Disney movie when I was a kid called Fern Gully. So that was another way I, I knew about Wilson Pickett. Very good. Well, we, we let that run out. Enjoy it, everyone, and we'll be back in moments right here. Monday edition, Maya Free Monday, the TrojanSports.com podcast. Listening to this week's edition of the Trojansports.com podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and never miss a moment of your favorite fellas yapping about your Trojans each week. Plus, some fun and frivolity along the way. Okay, I, I don't think you realize uh, last week in the podcast, you pronounced Rojo as Rojo. Did I? You did. Wow. Stay locked in. More of the Trojansports.com podcast next. Hey, it's the QB Sean Salisbury, and you're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast right here on the home for everything USC. Everything USC. Trojansports.com. You're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast on Trojansports.com. Powered by our rivals. The shortest breaks known to man. The boys are back. This is the Trojansports.com podcast. And remember, everything you need for the best in-depth coverage of the Trojan, from recruiting to the message boards you love. It all lives on Trojansports.com from Rivals and Yahoo Sports. I 
Back on the TrojanSports.com podcast, Maya Free Monday. No Adam J. Maya, but Chris Swanson, Chris Morales. That Monday feeling that feels just so good. Summertime, all that fun stuff, huh? Chris, oh, Swan- yeah. Chris Swanson, posting at TrojanSports.com. Hey, buddies, post your questions. We're aiming for a Monday p.m. show, I believe. Ask away one per person, please. And with that, we cue the horn and the music, and we start with Trojan Gift Horse. Chris, why do you keep insisting that Wilcox is a good defensive coordinator? Winky face. Yeah, uh, Trojan Gift Horse is is making a little joke with me, which I appreciate. I laughed when I read this because uh, everybody keeps crucifying me on the message board because I I defend... Justin Wilcox as a DC. I didn't think he did a great job at USC. I just think uh, he's underrated by USC fans. So nice little uh, message, premium message board inside joke. You could be on the inside of these inside jokes if you sign up. I tell you, I feel like we're doing the Jerry Lewis telethon because we just keep it's, we just keep asking for membership this we, this episode. Can I can I use the term pimping? Yes. And we pimp- are we are pimping our site a lot. And pimping ain't easy, by the way. It's not because you know what? You're a salesman, I'm a salesman, Adam's a reporter. <laughs> I like on Trojan Gift Horse's question, by the way. Adam Maya on vacation liked it. Oh Adam has made sure to he likes a, a couple little digs at me and stuff too on the message board. Even though he's on vacation, I'm letting him vacation, you know, out in Utah. Uh, out in the mountains in remote Utah with his family. Think there's so. some sheep out on those mountains with Adam Maya right now. Adam brought his own sheep. He brought his own sheep. Okay. He herd sheep from his apartment building. <laughs> he, yeah, I'm sure he has some land out in the desert for him or something. All I'm right. Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Trojan Gift Horse, David Wall of the current roster, including incoming freshmen and excluding guys named Juju and Adori. Who are the three guys who will wind up with the best USC careers and why? I'll start the bidding with Rojo. Marshall and Pittman. And of course, we're talking about Ronald Jones. I call him Rojo in case anybody doesn't know that bit or you're new to the show. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to agree with two of them. Um, I'm going to take Ronald Jones. I'm going to take Iman Marshall, too. Uh, Ronald Jones, because I feel like with all the history at USC at running back, if he becomes the guy and gets all the carries eventually and does, you know, what he's been doing or what he did as a freshman. I don't know how he's not a superstar. Um, Iman Marshall's just one of the most talented guys that I feel like they've gone in recent years. He's already starting and playing you know, very well, so I agree with that pick as well. My third pick, I'm going to go with Rasheem Green, though, because I feel like USC needs a defensive lineman to step up. They're going to they're gonna force him to play. They're going to force him to grow up, and I feel like he's going to turn into a monster and be a guy that everybody remembers uh, for years to come. All right, very good. Thank you very much, David Wall. Smile one. Smile for your friends and cry later, as I like to say. I would like your assessment of this year's staff versus last year's. A breakdown comparison of each position coach as well as coordinators. You can hear Chris Swanson getting his coordinator list out now. Please, a breakdown includes heavily improved or backslide with each coach comparison. If you can handle this, it might be a good time to invite Seymour Jair on the podcast, and you can hopefully resolve your differences. Chris, you're getting feistier. I think you can handle it. Are they saying you're getting... Is Smile One saying you're getting feistier or me? I I think he's saying I am because on the board, like, I've been kind of, like, going You're getting feisty like a kitty cat? Like a kitty cat. Like, can we get a little meow in here right now? I'll give you a meow. Meow. (laughs) 
yeah, that's better than than anything. Yeah, you like that? That was re- yeah, that was real life right there. That's I'm sure you use that in the bedroom sometime every <laughs> once in a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> another Maya Free Monday bit, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I'll go through this. This is one question, I guess. Why not? Um, I'm going to compare. You know, obviously the guys that are new. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do T Martin to T Martin or whatever. And yeah, you'll see. Whatever. So special teams. Uh, the new special teams coach is John Baxter. Before it was Johnny Nansen. I think John Baxter is an improvement. I think that you know what he did at Fresno State, what he did at USC. He's been at Michigan. He just has that career. He has that you know that career, that well-respected special teams coach career. He's kind of the guy I feel like you want to get to be your special teams coach. So I feel like it's kind of just clear, you know, that he's better than Johnny Nansen for that role. I think uh, John Baxter might be better than most people for that role. Uh, as for running backs coach, uh, it's Tommy Robinson versus Johnny Nansen again. As uh, as Nansen was in that role before uh, as well. Um, yeah, uh, I think that Tommy Robinson's an improvement. Uh, I liked what he did at USC before when he was at USC. Uh, he's also a former NFL guy. He was at Texas. I thought he did pretty well considering everything that was happening at Texas there and all the problems they had with their backfield. So I think Tommy Robinson's an upgrade over Johnny Nansen. Uh, as for linebacker coach, um, again, Johnny Nansen's involved in this conversation. Uh, he's the linebacker coach at USC now. Previously, it was Peter Sermon. Um, I'd have to say that Peter Sermon was the better linebackers coach than Johnny Nansen. Not Johnny Nansen's fault. I just think if you look at Peter Sermon's resume, you have to pick him. I mean, he was promoted after being fired or let go from USC or, or um, you know, I guess escaping from their grasp. However, they would, um, you know, kind of sell that. Uh, I, I believe that USC would have wanted to keep Peter Sermon if they could have. He became a defensive coordinator at Mississippi State. Um, so I think he's kind of the guy there. I think that, you know, you have to say that he would have been the better linebackers coach when he has that new role at uh, Mississippi State. Quarterbacks coach uh, Marquise Tuiasasopo versus Tyson Helton. I think this is kind of a toss-up. Tyson Helton, you know, has an impressive career. He was at Western Kentucky, which it gives the smaller school, and they had kind of a system offense going on, but he's impressive. Julio Sopo, um, you know, has been at some Pac-12 schools. He had an impressive career as a quarterback himself in the Pac-12. I'm going to say that's a wash, a toss-up. Um, I guess if I had to pick one, I would say Julio Sopo. Um, tight ends coach, uh, before it was Lenny Vandermade. Uh, now it's John Baxter. John Baxter, I think, is, is the improvement. Um, you know, I don't think you can really argue that one. Offensive line coach, I think now they have uh, Neil Calloway. Before it was Bob Connolly. You got to pick Neil Calloway here just because he's had so much experience. He's been in so many big programs. He's so well-respected. I'd pick Neil Calloway. Um, defensive coordinator, Justin Wilcox versus Clancy Pendergast. You got to go with Justin Wilcox. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Uh, I was just throwing it out there for everybody that was mad at me at the message board. Clancy Pendergast is the peer, the clear pick here, the clear choice. I think Clancy Pendergast is one of the best defensive coordinators uh, in all of college football, and I think he would be one of the best defensive coordinators at any level of football, honestly. I, I am that big of a believer in him. I think he's amazing. Um, as for defensive line coach, and I believe that this is the last positional group that really had a change. I apologize if I missed something. It's uh, Chris Wilson versus Kenenshi Udezi. 
Um, I like Kenichu Desi as a recruiter a lot, but you got to pick Chris Wilson because he, like uh, Peter Sermon, got a promotion when he left USC. He's the defensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles now. Uh, I think that uh, that he he's a good coach. I think that he kind of caught some flack um, at SC that was unnecessary. Chris Morales, I know you're listening, so I got to ask you: Did I miss Keith Hayward versus Ronnie Bradford? I was actually looking uh, down a few questions to make sure that we had some stuff covered, but I believe you're fine. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Just, I'm going to throw in Hayward versus Bradford one more time. Yes. Just in- just in case. Do it for safety, as we say in the business. I will. I will. And you know what? Maybe you'll cut it out if you hear it twice. Or maybe, maybe you won't. Maybe I won't. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'd pick Hayward here. Um, I think he, you know, his resume going into SC is more impressive than Bradford's coming into SC. And he's the defensive backs coach at Louisville now, which I I, uh, I really respect a lot. So just throwing that out there. And I think I got everybody now, so I think we can move on. And if you didn't, we'll be sure to uh, – I'm sure somebody will notify you quickly on the message board at, at trojansports.com. I smile one. Thank you. Marty SC Psych. Hi, guys. Just wondering if there is any news regarding the recruitment of Najee Harris. And do you feel that despite the pursuit of this great talent, does Carr stick with his commitment? Thanks for the reply. Yeah, you know, this is the time where there's actually not much recruiting news in general because the coaches are off. They're they're taking a break until, you know, camp starts, and they're not really recruiting much. Um, a lot of the recruiting news that has come, offers and such, has, has mostly been from assistants that are just kind of around. Um, you know, so there's not a lot to report with Najee Harris. USC's in it. He's looking at them. He's been on campus. He's looking at them. I think they have a chance here. I'm not huge on their chances, but I think they have a chance. I think if Najee Harris flips in the process, it will be later in the process. I think it will be closer to signing day. People forget Najee Harris didn't want people to know that he was committed to Alabama. He was planning to remain uncommitted until closer to signing day. He was outed um, by by somebody uh, that found out. They reported it. He didn't want it out there. He preferred... Uh, to stay quiet until the end. I think he's going to stay quiet until the end, uh, even if he decides that Alabama's not the place for him. Um, as for the Stephen Carr question, I expect USC to keep Stephen Carr despite the fact that he's looking around at other schools. All right, very good. Thank you, Marty. SC Psych. Okay, CL underscore smooth. I'd like to get all of your takes on the slight changes to the uniforms and SC's commitment to traditional uniform, good, bad, or indifferent. I've heard other people who shall remain nameless, but name rhymes with Mandeber. Give <laughs> give outdated takes on uniforms. Thanks. And by the way, I only listen to that podcast when I can't sleep and Johnny Walker won't do the trick. Which Johnny Walker, CL Smooth? You going red there? Black, green, gold, double black? Maybe you're going you're going top shelf. You're going blue. He's Chris, going blue. Chris Swanson, not a Johnny Walker blue type guy. I ordered Johnny Walker black one time because I wanted to be cool, and yes. I, it was like with the worst decision I've ever made. One of them. Why? Um, it's too much for me. I'd say. Really? Uh, I I yeah. I think that for some reason, even though it's the the same alcohol content, um, the clear ones just kind of go down easier for me. I don't know if that's just a mental thing. Or, you mean clear alcohol, like a vodka yeah, or like a tequila? A vodka, exactly. Like if I ordered vodka, it's easier for me to drink than a, than a Johnny Walker Black. I feel that like I've only been heads. around you once socially drinking, and that was the Rivals Five Star Challenge a few yeah, years back I, in Baltimore, and you were I hammered. Actually, I haven't had a drink since. Wow, so you're not a big drinker. I'm, I'm not a big drinker. The thing is, too, that I've noticed with myself is that when I do drink, 
I drink to excess. Yes. I don't stop, you know? And so that kind of makes me nervous because I think, like, if I did this more regularly, I'd probably be drunk, you know, regularly, and I'm not sure that's a good idea. We might have to do that for you. We might have to do a show where you just take a shot every few minutes, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, well, well, you'll find out pretty quick because since I haven't been drunk in, like, over a year... I think just a couple shots would probably do me in now. So you're a more dubious type fellow than just alcohol, as we know. Anyway, you know, I don't, I don't even know what that means. I am a dubious fellow. Yes, I am dubious. Yes, yes, yes. You know, so traditional uniforms, good or bad, or indifferent. (laughs) You know, I'm kind of indifferent on the whole uniform thing. I don't really care. I think as long as the school colors stay intact, you know, looks like the USC uniform should. Slight changes don't really bother me. USC's made slight changes to the uniform uh, throughout its history. And really, you know, besides that weird Tommy Trojan change on the helmet that one year, I've been kind of indifferent to it. Um, you know, you just keep it sort of looking the same, and they've kind of done that. There's, really, To me, it's kind of looked like there's been two uniforms, really, in USC's history. Um, you know, and when they when they showed the, the video, um, you know, USC released a video about these uniforms, the home uniform, at least, I couldn't even really tell the difference. It looked exactly the same as it did last year to me. Um, as for the white uniform, I know that there's that new cardinal collar, I believe. I'm not a huge fan of that, but it's not a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. I'm not a big fan of the the, the light-up helmet, that right. really shiny red helmet that yeah. they have. I actually think on the road it works. I think at home it looks bad. They were already doing that, though. Um, so for me, it's, none of this is a big deal. I think that you try to keep it updated because I know that, um, you know, the younger kids, they care about this. This is an age thing, I think. Um, cause when I was a kid, you know, I like t-shirts. I still like t-shirts. When I was a kid, I'd kind of try to buy t-shirts that I thought looked, you know, nice and like kind of fancy or something. You know what I mean? It looked yes. like distinct. I wasn't, I wasn't wearing Ed Hardy or anything like that, but, <laughs> right. but you know what I mean? Like I, and, and I, I didn't, I didn't want it to look plain. And now, you know, just 10 years later, I buy T-shirts that, that have nothing. I buy plain white, plain black, plain, gr- plain gray T-shirts. That's what I like now. I think your, your style changes over time. But I think the younger guys, they like flashy. They like things to change a little bit, to be different, to be unique, to be theirs. I get that. I think it's a good balance, too, because I think that tradition at USC is important. You have to maintain tradition. But if you're so rigid... And you won't give in to anything. It's going to upset people, and eventually they're going to take. There will be a change because it will happen, and they'll take it way too far. I think when you balance things and you consider both sides, it makes the people that push for changes realize how important the tradition is and how important that side of the argument is as well. Instead of just kind of resenting that side of the argument um, and taking it too far. So I think that USC does a great job of keeping a good balance when it comes to these kinds of things. Um, you know, we haven't seen the black football uniform yet. We have seen it in baseball and basketball, but we haven't seen it in football. It caused a big stir. They've avoided that. They've avoided some of the, you know, these neon colors or whatever else that the organs and other schools like to do. TCU and, you know, you even see it sometimes at places like Michigan or, you know, Notre Dame or someplace surprising. Um, USC's avoided that. I think that's smart, but it's also smart to, to you know, keep current and, and, and appease both sides. And I've got to ask people like C.L. Smooth or others that, that reference this, 
if you want new uniforms, what do you really want? Do you want that that sort of Oregon where constant changes? It's almost obnoxious. I mean, I don't think Oregon, other than Puddles the Duck running around, had a lot of tradition before the uniform stuff, before uh, the winning with Chip Kelly and all that. So there wasn't a lot of a tradition. USC's got so much tradition. Again, what changes could you even like that wouldn't have us spending an entire show talking about how horrible the changes are? So I don't even I, get it. I agree. Um, the one thing, the one thing I, I could see them incorporating a black football uniform in one way, and to me it would be after a tragedy. If something happened, a world tragedy, you wear the black uniform at home as a symbol of there's no colors today. We're all unified. We're all one color. You know, it's black and white because we have to identify who's home and who's away. But we're all on the same team. Something like. You know, after September 11th, if they wore a black uniform, I think that would have been cool because you would look back at that film and you'd watch the game and you it would always be in your mind, oh, yes, this was the September 11th weekend game or something like that. But that's the only way I could see it in, being incorporated. You have to keep tradition at USC. You have to keep the colors at least. Chris you know, Swanson but- looking for black uniforms on tragedy. There you go. I, I, I'm saying that's the only way I could see something else being incorporated at USC. Thank you, CL Smooth, for inspiring debate on uniforms. Fatty McButterpants, I would love for each of you to describe what would have to occur for USC to beat Alabama on September 3rd. If you simply don't believe it can happen under any scenario, probably Morales' response, that answer is fine. If that's what you believe... But I'm looking for a football-specific answer and not something like, quote, Nick Saban gets the flu, forcing Lane Kiffin to take over, which we all know would assure a Trojan victory. You know, Fatty McButterpants, I hate to say it, but I think even if that happened, that's not going to assure a Trojan victory. I hate to stir everybody up. Chris, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I feel bad, too, because I know he wanted Adam's take, and Adam's not here. So yeah, I'm, when Adam comes back, ask again for his take, because – I think this is a good question. I'd like to hear what Adam has to say, too. Um, for me, there's a few things. I think USC would have to stop the run. They'd have to take the run game away from Alabama. Um, that's how you beat them. That's that's what Alabama does. That's their identity. If you take that away and you force Alabama to do different things, you can beat Alabama. If they do that, I think USC will win. If USC does find a way to take away the run, I think they'll win. Um, I just don't think USC will be able to do that, really. Um, I also could see USC being able to win in a few different ways. I think if they played a perfect football game, we see this happen sometimes where something just kind of goes wrong for one team. Just over and over again, they're a good team, but for some reason they can't hold on to the ball. They keep fumbling. Um, There's just some weird interceptions that are kind of freak occurrences. Things like that. If USC plays perfect football and Alabama doesn't, USC can win this game. They have the talent. Um, I also, you know, I think that if USC plays mature, they have a chance. I think that's really been the biggest issue at USC over the last few years that they've had a young roster. They haven't had depth under them. Um, If some of these guys, you know, some of these older guys – play like seniors and play like quality seniors, quality juniors, and some of these younger guys, you know, step up the maturity level, they'll have a chance. Um, So there's some things that could happen. Uh, I think the the offensive game plan has to be really smart and opportunistic, 
And I think the uh, the defense has to play all out and crazy as well. Uh, current point spread, Chris, is minus 10. Obviously, Alabama getting 10 points, it looks like, so far. Which, as many know on this show, would make it a little bit more conservative than I have predicted. But, uh, look, and I'm not saying Sam Darnold or Max Brown can't come out of the gate looking at that Crimson Tide defense and begin what may be a Heisman-like career. And that would be a night to do it by shocking the world and just going lights out. Not saying it can't happen. Just saying not likely. That's all Fatty McButterpants. But, yes, uh, Chris Swanson giving more of an answer than you would expect from me. And, yes, Adam Maya will have more when he returns. B-22, that, go ahead. That, that line's dropped, I believe. <laughs> yes, I think has. it was closer to 14 uh, when it opened. Right. Um, I actually – I. Uh, if it was 14, I might bet on USC because I don't think Alabama's unbeatable. I, I think that, you know, for a team that wins a lot and is a dynasty and, you know, gets a lot of titles, there's some holes. You know, you see some things. It's mostly the quarterback play, I think. So I think 14, I could see USC definitely game within 14. 10 makes me a little bit nervous because, you know, you can lose by 13 in a close game. Right. Um, USC could play great and just, you know, Alabama scores a touchdown late and wins by 13 or something like that. So, I don't know. Chris Swanson with your pigskin prognostication. B-22 Ryder. Hey, guys, hope all is well. It is, Ryder. Do you think that, number, that the number two and the number nine are becoming legacy numbers at USC, like number 55? See you in Dallas, dudes. Fight on. Yeah, you know, I think they are in a way in the sense that um, you get enough good quality guys wearing them in a row. You know, people recognize that number. They see it on TV all the time. Um, you see number two, you know, CJ Gable, Taylor Bays, Robert Woods, you know, now Dory Jackson, unless he changes his number. You know, it's just you see it enough in a row, it sticks with you. Um, you know, same thing with number nine with Marquise Lee and Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, the thing at USC, though, is that these numbers don't, you know, they don't become that big because there are so many talented guys at USC, you know, that wear all these numbers that in a way every number has a history. Um, so they, you know, they only retire the ones that win Heisman trophies, which is rare. Yeah, you know, most schools can't even win a Heisman trophy, so they, they, you know, retire all Americans or guys like that. Um, 55. Uh, is kind of special just because a linebacker can't really win a Heisman. I think it'll never be retired, so it kind of has that special uh, feeling to it. But I could see number two and number nine, you know, getting retired. But uh, maybe number two by a running back or something like that. But who knows? They, I think they're becoming popular because they're single-digit numbers and because there's so many talented guys wearing them. But there's a lot of popular numbers at USC. You know, uh, 21, uh, you know. Is because it seems to be becoming a popular number. Uh, you know, the, the some of the numbers in the 30s that you see. Um, you know, I, I think that you'll see some of these, a lot of the 90s uh, from these defensive linemen. A lot of numbers are popular at USC because USC has so many good players. That's that's just kind of how it is. There you go. Thank you, Ryder, for the question. TJW4SC, does running zone read plays make any sense with Max Brown playing quarterback? Well, Chris, does it? No, um, no, I don't know. I mean, guess, I guess that just to keep the defense honest kind of thing, show that it's a part of your playbook still, but 
I don't, he's not the kind of quarterback that I'd want to be running zone read. I will say that I, I watched him run with Sam Darnold, though, and it didn't seem like he was that far behind him in terms of speed at you know, one point during one of these practices. So maybe he's a little bit faster than people give him credit for. I just don't see him as you know one of these guys that I would want to be running zone read plays with. Thank you, uh, TJW4SC. Uh, USC Balto's up next, and he is lining up against Chris Swanson, like maybe a Crimson Tide defender on September 3rd, staring at a rookie quarterback. Not to say Swanson's like a rookie quarterback, but he starts right out of the gate. Quote, buddies, of course, from Swanson's posting. Why so, why so formal? Simple question. Just give me a simple yes or no answer if you want, because I imagine that the Wilcox question has already invoked a 45-minute diatribe from Swanson, concluding with his signature, quote, I don't know. What do I know? It's just my opinion. People don't agree. I guess I'm just stupid, end quote. He knows me so well. In your opinion, is this a good recruiting staff? I felt that you and other USC pundits have intimated lately that while it's early, it appears it is not. You know... I don't know. What do I know? It's just my opinion. I don't know if people are going to agree. I, I guess I'm just stupid. Good night, everybody. No, <laughs> I couldn't help myself, Balto. I'm sorry. I love you, dude. Um, you know, it's a yes and no. And I love how I just play into the stereotype that he's already built for me. I'm just fitting this mold so perfectly. It's embarrassing, actually, that USC Balto could just color a picture of me so easily because I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yes and no. Yes and no. Um, I think Clay Helton is one of the best head coaches in terms of recruiting. I've. It's rare to see a head coach be so involved. I think he helps make it a good recruiting staff. I think T. Martin helps make it a good recruiting staff. I think Johnny Nansen helps make it a good recruiting staff. I think that's why Johnny Nansen was kept around, honestly, as I think because he's really good at recruiting. Um, a couple other guys, too, maybe it maybe do it. I hear a lot about Tyson Helton. I think Tommy Robinson's a good recruiter. Uh, John Baxter, I think, is a good recruiter. I, I'm even missing guys. There's a lot of guys on staff that are good recruiters. The issue lies just with a couple here. Um, Clancy Pendergast, it's well known that he's not a big recruiting guy. He's kind of an X and O guy. He's a football guy. That's why he's, he likes the NFL. He likes being there too. Um, he's so good at it. It doesn't matter, but he's, he's, I guess you could call him a weakness in recruiting. Um, I don't know if it really matters too much. Cause I think USC has so many other guys that are good at it. Um, including Kenenshi Odezi, who I've just remembered. He's a really good recruiter as well. Um, the other issue, I think, is Ronnie Bradford. Um, I like Ronnie Bradford a lot. I just think that there's just it's been growing pains. He'll be fine. There's growing pains for me when I became a publisher. I struggled early, I think. Uh, well, I worked did. really hard. You did? Well, I, I worked really hard. I did well. I did my job. I think I did a good job, but I feel like I'm much better than I was a year ago. I'd agree. Even. I'd agree with that. Uh, he will improve. He will be better. The thing is, is that you know, he came from Louisiana Tech. He came from a smaller NFL job. He's not used to this type of recruiting. When he's used to it, he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. He's a great guy. I love talking to Ronnie Bradford. Honestly, I don't mean to take it to that point because I'm not sure if you know I'm supposed to be objective or whatever. But I thoroughly enjoy having conversations with him. He's easy to talk to. He'll be great in recruiting. He's a younger guy, too. Um, I think these kids will connect with him and, and relate to him. I just think that, you know... Right off the bat, there it's a bumpy start. There's growing pains. 
I can relate. Yes, you can. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some credit. Thank you so much, Chris Morales, for just for just letting me know how awful I was. Oh, uh, it was pretty every, bad. It was every, pretty bad. Okay, so, no, it wasn't. Stop. I felt I felt dirty all the time. Oh gosh! By the way, EJ Barrett too, who I don't think has ever asked a question in our segment "Questions from the Message Board," liked USC Balto's posting, and I just got to say, EJ Barrett too. Let me give you a shout out. Ask a question, homeboy. We're obviously on the board, looking at these postings, liking it, probably liking it because Balto, maybe you know him or he's your friend, and he went after Swanson, and you like that. But why don't That's you why ask a question? It. Why not get involved? He liked it because he went after me. Well, Balto's not Balto's not done. See, here's the thing. Well, before we continue with Balto, yes. is that the thing I dislike about the podcast is that I keep having to give my opinion, and I'm not that smart, so people hold it against me, you know? I like just reporting, because then it's like, oh, Chris, you work hard. You do a good job. You know, you ca- talk to everybody. You're objective. You're a good reporter. But when it comes to opinions, everybody just holds it against me. I feel bad. I'm a nice guy, everybody. I promise. Don't hate me too much. Yeah, but opinion is what sells. That's what people. That's why people listen to this show. Okay, that's why commentators. That's why Rush Limbaugh makes millions of dollars by giving his opinion. He's not actually an expert in anything. He's giving an opinion of. Just gives his opinion, and he does it in a way that makes a good show, and people like it. I am an expert. If we can put that out there, you know, but not at this. You well, you, not at not at being a commentator, but no. you know, I just want to put, I I you know I do talk to all these recruits that I do cover the football games and stuff like you know I I'm a professional I'm not just some guy. You've, but again, said I'm not on, an the, expert, on this right? first night of the Democratic National Convention, people will tune in to many radio shows tomorrow to hear what is really just their opinion. Hey, I'll do a political podcast with you, Chris. No, Adam Maya will quit. Adam Maya will quit. He'll quit, and uh, I'll lose a lot of subscribers. Balto is back, and he quotes Fatty McButterpants' point about Nick Saban gets the flu, forcing Lane Kiffin to take over, and then maybe USC wins. Balto writes, evil doesn't get ill. How can a virus catch a virus? It's a paradox that would leave us all crawling around like blind eunuchs. All except Morales, he'd maintain status quo. Just a Friday night for him. Another right. Friday night for him. Now, I don't understand the slam here. Is he saying that I'm evil, or is he saying that I have viruses? Or both? No, he's, he's saying that you're so diseased and disgusting oh. that you'd just be fine and be oh, able to okay. live in this world. Okay. That's how I took it. I, I guess. I guess um, that's kind of how I take it, too. Um, I will say this, though, and this is always what, what cracks me up about these guys, is they all hate Nick Saban, right? They all hate Urban oh, Meyer. They would Jim- all inject themselves with the same virus for us to have the winning record that Nick Saban has had. No, just to have – if Nick Saban tomorrow announced, I'm leaving Alabama for USC, USC Balto would go delete this post and post immediately on the message board about what a great guy Nick Saban is, how much he loves him, how excited he is to welcome him into the Trojan family. So – Pretty much, but then again, again, that's why we love the commentary. That's why we love the the opinion. The that's why we do this whole segment, and usually it's the longest segment of our show. Questions from the message board. That's why we love all of you guys. Even when you, you get mad at us, that's why. Oh yes, Trojan fan sixty eight. Hi, this is Nick from Cyprus. Hi, everybody. Roll call shout out to Chris P. Swanson, a.k.a. Trannies, Chris Morales, a.k.a. the Harry Dirty Trout Rodriguez, Mr. 305 Mike Singer, Murph the Don Baldwin, Adam Gorney, a.k.a. the Hobbit laying the wood, Scott Schrader, a.k.a. the Recruiting Guru, or what's your what's your nickname for him? 
Sifu. Sifu Schrader. Rip Blair the Dirty Bruin Angulo and the man who makes this podcast awesome, who's not here, Adamaya. I'm going to break the podcast rules and ask multiple questions. That's why I love you, Nick. Thoughts on the irony of Langley suspension for the Alabama game, yet three Alabama players have done more severe incidents and obviously not been suspended. Worst Pac-12 road game you least like to travel to cover due to weather, atmosphere, or just boring nightlife after 8.30 p.m.? LOL. Last question, your guys' power rankings for the Pac-12. Who wins the Pac-12 north, south, and overall? Fight on. Love what you guys do. Thank you, Nick. We love you too, Nick. And you know what? Why not? We'll just answer multiple questions. Don't do this again, buddy. <laughs> okay. Um, it was ironic that Isaiah Langley got suspended uh, because you were ripping on Alabama for players getting in trouble. I get you. I guess the three Alabama players did worse. Whatever. I hope they get suspended. They'll probably get suspended for the Georgia Southern game in November, though. Um, as I think I've made that joke before on this podcast. Yes, you have. I have. Okay. Um, worst Pac-12 road game. Um, I, I wish Adam I was here. I know that the, the usual one that people pick is Washington State because you're actually – Washington State is in such a remote location that you have to fly into Idaho and drive to Pullman, Washington. That's what I've heard. I haven't been there yet. Um, my least favorite was Tucson, Arizona. Um, just because of all the cities that I've been to in the Pac-12 so far, that was probably the worst one uh, for me. Um, but I'm sure Washington State's way worse. Sorry, fans in Pullman and Tucson. Uh, love your cities, too. Um, let's see. Uh, what's the last one? Oh, power rankings. Okay, I'm not going to do power rankings. Uh, it's too much. For the Pac-12 North, you know, it's hard to pick. I could see Washington winning it because I think Chris Peterson's building something. I could see Oregon winning it because they're always a monster. I guess I'll pick Stanford, though. Um, I'll pick Stanford to win the North, but it's I think it's those three. In the South, I'll pick USC. Um, I, I think that they're, they have the talent where they should just kind of win that division, um, even if there's some road bumps along the way and they're, you know, they don't have the pretty record. I think they'll win that division again, kind of like last year when they went 8-4 and four and won it. So that's those are my picks. Stanford USC rematch, I guess. How how boring and how boring okay, but who wins that? Um, I guess my early pick, I'll say Stanford. But, oh boy! But I mean, right? If USC beats them in week oh, three or whatever, boy. Then, cue the message board commentary for next week already. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my preseason pick. Stanford's your Pac-12 champ, beating USC in the in the title game. And with that, everybody, that's going to do it for the questions from the message board at Trojansports.com. Thanks to everybody, even those that insulted us or said that I'm evil or have a virus. We love you anyway. Direct to Trojansports.com. If you don't subscribe, please subscribe if we haven't asked you already, because then you get to do you get to chime in on all the premium message boards. You get to read all the great content from Schrader, Swanson, Maya. Not me so much, but uh, but I chime in every once in a while and uh be sure to catch our show each week. This well, is your. F- go ahead. Let me t- let me tell what yes. they get too. Because yeah, yeah, tell us what like, you get. Like today, for do you, today, get, a, for do you instance, get a cookie? Do you get a smile? What do you get? You get a cookie, a smile. I'll hug you if you want that. Um, Chris Morales will probably do worse. Um, but like for instance, today, you know, it's a podcast day. It's usually a slow day because of that. Because we, you know, we got to write this thing up and and record it. It's a big deal. But you know, USC offered a, co- a guy today. Adam Gorney got the story. It's on the site. Um, you know, there's a couple of kids that released top five lists. We put it up. Um, 
you know, we have Scoop on a 2017 target from another state that we think is going to commit to USC. Uh, we have um, my story up on on uh, Levi Jones, who his father revealed to me that USC is in his top five. He's already visited. He's considering taking another visit before the fall, and he's going to take an official visit as well. So there's there's lots of things that, that are up on this message board that we put up that you're not going to get unless you pay nine ninety five. Even if you subscribe to every other site and not this one, you're not going to get it. Um, just because you know we're all different people, we all get our own things and stuff. But it's worth it. It's just pennies a day. It's maybe more than pennies a day, but it's cheap. It's cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> it's cheap. I mean, really, it is cheap. You, how much does the USC fan spend just to take their family to one home game? Hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Maybe thousands, don't, depending don't on what you want. D- exactly. And if you travel to them all or if you travel to a few or you go to all the home games or whatever, you're spending so much money on USC at the bookstore. Why not get all the information? Why not be tuned in for just, you know, pennies, cents a day? Why not Step be the smart one in your group of friends and know exactly. all the information? Right at your parties. I'm telling you, you go to the party. And they're talking USC football, and you're like, oh, well, you know what? They're going to be okay on the defensive line two years because they're getting this kid from Florida. How do you know that? I'm a member of Trojansports.com. That's how I know it. Chris Swanson, Adam Gorney, Mike Singer, Scott Schrader, and Adam I have my back. They have the information. You tell them that at that party. Sign up. Sign up today. We can be the party favor that makes you smarter. I will go to that party in a cake, naked, jump out, and strip if you just sign up. That's what you get. (laughs) For nine ninety five a month, uh, and like I like to say, it's cheaper than uh, a couple days worth of coffee at Starbucks if that's what you're into, or if you're into maybe other things. If you're into other things, it's cheaper than that too. And if you were to buy one cocktail at an LA hotspot, it's cheaper than that. Hey, I don't know what crack's going for these days, but I know it's cheaper than crack. I know it. And that's one of the drops that you'll hear in just moments when Chris said it originally, and he just said it again. I said I'll say it every week. Adam, can you drop the Adam, the, the hmm, or the hey, whatever he does. <laughs> yes, the hmm. The, the frustrated grunts of Adam Maya. Do you think he's making many frustrated grunts on vacation? So, oh, wow. I don't know about frustrated grunts. <laughs> I went there. Oh, my gosh. This is a Maya Free Monday for sure. Oh, right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening on that. Before we get into more trouble, be sure to and subscribe. Go ahead. Yes. One more thing. <laughs> yes. Or thank you for waiting until Thursday when we record this show for the first time. Yes. Uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well. That doesn't cost you anything. Uh, if you're on iTunes, search us out, trojansports.com. Subscribe right there uh, on Google Play as well. Podcast Arena, Audio Boom. Always available at trojansports.com. Click the other tab. Scroll down. You see trojansports.com podcast. You can comment too there on the board. Talk about the show as it's going on. Tell us how much we suck, how much you hate us. Tell us how much you love us. We love it all. Uh, for Chris Swanson, I am Chris Morales. Maya Free Monday. He's back next week, hopefully from vacation. Chris... Take the rest of the night off. Take a cold shower because you're worked up, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Chris Morales. And I'm I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry, everybody else. That's what I'm going out on. We're so sorry. And also, final thing, look out for our story on Marvin Wilson's visit to USC. It's going to be right there, trojansports.com. And on that note, good night, everyone. Remember that time that dude was saying that stuff to you at the bus station? Shut up, my head. <laughs> he said... I like what I see. Now why don't you go into one of those stalls and I'll meet you there. Shut up, buddy. <laughs> At least I got a candy bar out of the deal. I do me. I do me so hard.
Are guys donkeys? Wow. I, know I don't understand I, why Blair's taking it on the face right now. I don't why? get it. Because I know that people want to score. We're finally going to score. <laughs> Thank God. Your son's favorite movie. That was fake excitement. I really I loud. I don't know why. That's loud. okay. <laughs> I, that, I'm loud when I'm excited. Blair. Come on. We're a podcast. We can... We can say whatever we You're want. You're going to host this podcast. <laughs> uh, ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? You thought I, you, you were trying to be quiet? Hiding in the corner. Like you were nervous in the shower in gym time? And you were just trying to pretend that nobody noticed you? So some It grows of them, and grows? Yeah, it does. Well, I'll show it to you. I'll let you see it grow and grow. Just the tip of the bubba. Oh, yes. Oh. It's a big oh. one. The level of douchebag I am. <laughs> you're the magician. I've given you the tools. You know your uh, your Swedish or Norwegian tight ends. I do know Norwegian okay. tight ends. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Offensive linebacker and DL. And like I said before, yeah, yeah. The, you're uh, worse yeah, than yeah. Nick. Yeah, Offensive linebacker. Outside you. linebacker. Excuse me. It's like crack, but cheaper and healthier. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not the ass man. I think there's been a mistake. What's your name again? Cosmo Kramer. Cosmo Kramer. You are the ass man. The name on the boat. Look at it. Ass man. Yeah, he's the ass man. Jerry, he's the ass man. So, you're the ass man. Cock-a-doodle-doo, Bob. Trojansports.com podcast. Talk to you later. He is the on one that's, that sort of whips us, so to speak, back into shape. And I like a good whip once in a while. Motherly touch. Yeah. So yeah. we missed that, and we probably got off topic. And hey, I could use some GUI surgery. I have a lot to say about seafood. Let me yeah. tell you. So <laughs> I'll let you go first. Well, to lay the wood, as they say. So, hey, Ryan Reynolds, what are you doing in Cleveland's house? Well, believe it or not, they've decided to shoot my movie in Quahog instead of Newport. I'm playing Hitler, but he's a young Hitler. And he's got a rockin' body. It's called Hotler. Ha! There's only one man in this entire city capable of defrosting Mr. Freeze. Adios. Or... What do you eat there? <laughs> okay, how's it prepared? I like trainees in San Pedro. You like what now? <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> trainees. Trainees. <laughs> She's naughty. Manzanita? Well, then he could play quarterback, too, because I'm sure you like touching, you know, a little, Whoa. again, a little taint action, too. Wow! Uh, I'm an orange vein kind of guy. Oh, yeah. I'm cool with Puffy. Thanks, so. Enjoy that hot dog, man. That's awesome. I never passed up a good hot dog, boys. <laughs> no, we had a problem. I mean, uh, we tried to do everything we could. What do you mean? Well, you know what I mean. He's gone. And we couldn't do nothing about it. Cut know. this part out. I, I'm sorry. I, just, I didn't want to move on until I knew we were done. I like to grill my hot dog. Oh, yeah. Galito! Cobra! Attack! That Damn says it. we released a <laughs> time. Did I say it was coming, or did I say yeah, it was there? you said it was coming. Well, you guys could have jumped in and said, I think it's there. That would have been funnier. I just did that. Yeah. Three, two, one. This is all staying in. He's gone, and we couldn't do nothing about it. I feel so touched. Blessed. Yes. Hashtag blessed. Haven't you ever seen my naughty late night party line commercials? Hey, are you lonely? Do 
you like to party with hot girls? What about horsing around with fat guys? I'm an orange vein kind of guy. Ashman! The level of douche that I am. It's like crack, but cheaper and healthier. Just the tip of the bubble. <laughs> <laughs>